It's gonna be a hot one in Los Angeles. So what's on the agenda today? My eyes are closed. Like every day. What are you doing in my room? Hey everybody, welcome back to the Lucky Dog Podcast. This is your host, Elias Rush. This podcast is sponsored by ElijahRushMedia.com, photo, video, digital media production. Today we are discussing Day Shift, the new J.J. Perry, previously a stuntman, choreographer, uh, guy that has worked behind the scenes as a martial artist, action, now action director, um, Kind of got an interesting comeuppance behind him, but this is his directorial debut, um, Day Shift, featuring um, Jamie Foxx, Dave Franco, Natasha Leal Bedzero, Megan Good, Carla Souza, Steve Howey, uh, Scott Atkins, and a couple of cameo up here. Oh, they're on the poster. Uh, Snoop Dogg. I, I didn't know if anybody had seen. If it was uh, advertised that Snoop Dogg was in this, but um, yeah, cinematography by uh, Toby Oliver, the same cinematographer as pretty notable films as uh, um, uh, Get Out, Happy Death Day, Insidious, The Last Key, um, ha- Happy Death Day to You. That was uh, the sequel to that. Um, but he has some pretty interesting movies under his belt, as well as television, as well. Um, pretty notable cinematography. I like the look of this movie. So I want to kind of go off of the things that I like about this movie first. Um, for anyone that is curious about the behind the scenes of what this is really going on, let's, uh, let's continue on. Um, the synopsis, where the hell is the synopsis on here? Anyways, I could probably give the synopsis off the top of my head. Essentially, uh, Financially struggling, Jamie Foxx plays um, Bud Jablonski, and Bud Jablonski is, this is a synopsis, so he is a vampire hunter, and he basically is a little bit more nicer version, not so crooked version of Denzel in Training Day. So take Training Day meets twilight or any other vampire kind of zombie action flick and mash it together and that's kind of what you have here the catch with this is is we have a stuntman action choreographer jj perry behind the scenes helming the camera and uh it, it i gotta say that the majority of the action scenes are very competently well shot a very wide scoping interesting uh, uh not easy to produce action scenes but then the rest of this movie is just completely forgettable unfortunately i think this is categorized as as an action comedy but we got the action but Everything else, the comedy was very flat for me. Um, I gotta say, I'm. I know some of these producers behind the scenes are no, are notable for pretty big films. Chad Stahelski is the uh, one of the directors of John Wick, and I know that this uh, J.J. Perry has actually worked on this as well. 
um, on pretty notable films is, is something like a John Wick or uh, uh, Iron Man or even Avatar, as well as um, something a little bit more grittier, Gangster Squad and or Django Unchained. You know, the, he, he's got his his uh, tool bag and his his history, his filmography is pretty notable. I mean, he does have some flunkers on there, such as I think he worked on stunts for After Earth and something like Ender's Game, Star Trek Into Darkness. I didn't see Machete Kills, but those three movies, I think, were kind of not exactly. Uh, uh, they were not praised, but, uh, you know, he has a, a wide range of different genres that he's he's worked in. He worked in on that one movie uh, as a fight choreographer and warrior that was uh, with the Tom Hardy and the brothers movie. That was that was a really good movie to um, kind of, uh, you know, call back to. So Day Shift. It's just training day meets a twilight. Um, but through a little bit of, you know, half-baked comedy. And you basically have a kind of a predictable-ass day shift movie. I think that it's impressive that they were able to do what they were able to do during COVID times, just considering how much action is in this movie. I think the action scenes, per, uh, they, they kind of fluctuate in value. I think it starts off really strong and then it progressively gets worse and then comes back up again and then gets worse again. So it's like <clears throat> off on, off on. I am seeing a large percentage of people that are liking day shift though. I, I don't want to put those people um, in a box and, you know, say they don't know what they're talking about. I think there's going to be a subsection of people that probably are not generally critics that are going to have fun with this movie. I think this movie can be probably considered popcorn netflix action fun you know it's something that you don't have to pay 100 percent attention to but it's going to kind of deliver in some of the action fronts i given this is like the third or fourth movie that i've uh reviewed from netflix this year i think this is probably one of the lowest um for me personally i was just not very uh i wasn't very surprised or uh i, I maybe not surprised but um it felt very generic in ways that I, I was like, normally this is not what Netflix goes for. Normally they go a little bit more either extra action or extra dramatic. They kind of go for like the award winning type stuff, but this was way more of the uh, like extraction type action. Um, but I, I think I liked extraction a little bit more than this. Uh, I watched Spiderhead earlier on Netflix I think I liked that movie a little bit more than this. I just felt like the script on this was not that strong. Um, Tyler Tice and Shea Haddon on the screenplay. I haven't heard of them before. Maybe Shea Haddon worked on uh, John Wick Parabellum. That's the third one. Army of the Dead. Uh, that was not a great movie. That was one of the worst movies for me on that year. And then Army of Thieves. Okay. Um Okay, I didn't see that one, but I I didn't like those movies either. A little bit just tonally off. So I wouldn't say this is tonally off at all. I'd just say that the characters are so broadly generic and the the connecting tissue between them, it just I didn't care about what happened to anybody, you know? And the majority of it felt very predictable in in a sense. Now, like I said, are you going to enjoy it? You might still enjoy it despite all of that. Um I was feeling this sense of like, this feels like a really strong 
expensive pilot to a vampire killer television show that takes place in, you know, uh, California, Hollywood specifically. So I was listen to the music kind of it sounds like that you know the music's not by someone who i would have i would have thought that has this kind of uh sound to them it's by the guy that has worked on tyler bates worked on dawn of the dead 300 halloween one two sucker punch um so he's worked a little bit with zach snyder and i thought his stuff sounded in, in, in scott derrickson a little bit of rob zombie james gunn Neil Marshall, he's collaborated with uh, Chad Skahowski. He's uh, worked with a lot of notable people, and I just didn't understand why it felt like this was like basic TV movie sound and uh, not soundtrack, but uh, just the score of it just did not feel it didn't feel epic at all. And I know it's probably supposed to be way more laid back than that, but it, it, it didn't it led to a place of where it didn't feel like anybody was there were no stakes sometimes the music really sets you in a uh, in a way that can be like okay now this is going to be epic this is going to be the real shit but this felt very uh forgettable films it's a, it's a forgettable film score unfortunately um anything else we need to discuss 114 minute runtime i felt it was even at that it was still a little bit long probably could have trimmed down 10 minutes and uh, a little bit of a rewrite would have helped me care about these characters just a little bit more, make it a little bit less predictable. At a budget of $100 million, that is pretty damn high, but I guess they do have some bigger names in here. Um, let's see if there's anything else we needed to kind of discuss. Jamie Foxx basically playing Jamie Foxx. You know, he's not really playing anything that you haven't seen him play in when he's in an action movie think of a uh, uh, project power that was a pretty big movie two years ago at this point i was a lot more impressed with his performance in in that movie just as a uh, overarching caring about the the, the character's background and and storylines continuing on we have uh, Dave Franco basically playing Dave Franco. So these these characters are basically playing just like subsections of their own personalities. They're you know and you know obviously uh, Snoop Dogg's in this too, but he's basically just playing himself as well. So everyone's just playing a version of themselves. Um, and I, the character progression just is not pushed forward at all. Um, but that's about all I can say about day shift. The action is on par. It's, it's what's the most interesting part about this, uh, the contortioning, the choreography, all of it, the transforming into a, a vampire was very uh, visceral, visceral, just how you, know, you see the bones breaking and you can hear the sounds of it and how it, it, it felt like the first scene of them transforming into a vampire was the most visceral. And I wanted a little bit more of that, uh, that grotesqueness within the film. I felt like there's people we care about or are supposed to care about that are transformed into these monsters or uh, vampires. And there's almost no repercussions for them. I, I, it's not even a, a spoiler to say that. I just feel like it's, I, I'm pretty sure it's in the trailer as well. You, you can see basically three fourths of the movie is marketed to you. So yeah, I was, uh, 
didn't really care about this movie, but then again, it didn't really upset me. Like it didn't actively like piss me off. So it sits at a clean six out of 10. I'd be curious to hear what people are uh, digging more about this movie because I've heard maybe two or three reviews now and most of the people were saying action A+. plus. Um, some people are more forgiving on the the comedy and they, they, they like it a little bit more or kind of give a little bit more leeway. They're like, ah, you don't have to pay too much attention to it. So if that's the case, then totally. I, I'd say this is a great movie to throw on while you're uh, doing laundry or um, on the treadmill or working out you don't really have to pay like 210 percent attention so uh, you know netflix continues the jamie fox business and um, i am hearing that this is a lot like the movie bright but for other reasons i just didn't watch the movie bright I, I, will smith didn't exactly look like he was having a good time in that movie and I, I like when will smith is having a good time in his movies and so uh give or take king richard i thought that was you know he didn't look like he was having a good time but he's acted his ass off in it so like i said six out of ten day shift watch it if you don't have anything else to watch otherwise go ahead and check out the top 10 list on lookatoutpodcast.com movies uh, scroll down to the bottom we have a active list of the top movies we've watched this year i'm just going to continue to update that as that continues to to grow top 10 movies and of course at the end of the year we discuss those 10 movies um, but if you want to be in the know go to luckadogpodcast.com scroll down to the bottom and check out the uh, top 10 list if you are looking for something to watch Thank you for listening, watching Luck It Out Podcast. The day shift review, again, 6 out of 10. Cinematography is very competent by the, you know, Toby Oliver. Wasn't crazy about the music. J.J. Perry brings some pretty interesting action choreography to it. Um, but the performances are just barely there. And ultimately, I think this movie is going to be forgotten. It didn't, like I said, didn't actively piss me off, but it's probably going to be you know, on the lower end of my list this year. Um, thank you for listening, watching Luck It All Podcast. Go, again, go to luckitallpodcast.com, patreon.com slash luckitallpodcast uh, to listen to the entire reviews early, listen to the entire library, and um, you'll be getting this uh, pretty damn fast. I'm about to drop this, what is it? four o'clock on a Monday. We'll probably, you'll probably have it in a few hours. So I appreciate everyone that is supporting the Luck Doll podcast. Again, check out all the social media links below, and we are going to discuss the day shift plot here momentarily. Let me get a little bit of, I was going to say, let me, let me get a little bit of a podcast. I, I don't know why I said, let me get a little bit of popcorn. Let me get a little bit of coffee and we will begin the Jablonski story. <clears throat> listen up all you jablonskis y'all ready for uh the plot to what is this day shift i i'm already forgetting the damn name of this uh <laughs> this <laughs> fucking forgettable ass movie i'm sorry i i saw somebody say that this felt like uh a stunt reel like you show this to people that are possibly looking to hire you and that's exactly what it feels like the movie has really intricate fighting for the first hour, 10 minutes of it. And then it kind of just falls off a shelf for me, <laughs> falls off a cliff, you know, at uh, what is it? Just under two hours. 
an hour 50. Probably could a little bit shorter too, honestly. Uh, okay, so let's discuss the plot. Spoilers for Day Shift, for all those people that really give a shit about the Day Shift. Uh, I think that's a terrible name. I wonder what they were, what the working title was, because I bet it was better than Day Shift. Um, okay, and if I roll my eyes a few times while the, during this movie, uh, sorry, while I'm doing the review, my eyes are super dry. Sorry about that. Here's the plot. Bud Jablanski works as a pool cleaner after seeing a man leaving a nearby house. He silently breaks in is, and is confronted by two vampires living there, an elderly woman and a younger man. After a lengthy fight, he kills the vampires and extracts their teeth for moolah, a.k.a. cash, money. That's how he gets paid. And it's also how you kill the vampires. There's random rules throughout this movie that I might forget, but that's one of them. It is revealed that Bud's real job is a vampire hunter where he makes a living selling the vampire fangs with fangs from older vampires called elders being worth more. So I will say that there's this uh, sense of world building that I think is, uh, is a little bit stronger to this movie than I probably originally gave it credit for. Um, I did. I, I, I'll, I admit I was uh, tired watching this movie and fell asleep about 20 minutes, maybe after the 30 minutes into it. And I had to go back and rewatch it. So I did kind of watch this a little bit out of order, but I don't think that affected my, cause I woke up basically right after the second, uh, you know, second action scene. And I was like, I'm back, I'm back, baby. And I was like, wow, this movie still is kind of boring. And so rewatched it this morning. So I did watch it a little bit out of order, but like I said, what I did find out going back and rewatching it was a little bit more of the world building that was happening with um, some of the antagonists and uh, the classification of the vampires. So elders being worth more. Bud tries to sell the tea to Troy at a pawn shop, but uh, I can't remember his name. What's his face from uh, Fargo and all the other Russian films that he tries to act like a Russian mobster. I forgot his name, but anyways, he's in this. Um, so he plays Troy at the pawn shop, but the prices offered aren't enough to help him with his money troubles. Um, for some reason, like vampire hunting just cost a fuck ton, or he just maybe living in California might be it. I don't know. Just the the opening of this movie, I will say, was pretty uh, was was beautiful. I think that the the color grading on this movie is very uh, competently well done, and it's it it shows California in all its glory and the sun hitting it and the blues literally popping off the screen. I, I honestly really enjoyed the, the look of this movie, um, but not enough to, you know, bump up my rating or anything like that. So Bud has money troubles. Bud badly needs the money because his ex-wife is planning to move to Florida with his daughter due to her private, private school fees are too high. I'm sure private school fees in California are probably 60 grand minimal or something like that. Like it's expensive to put a kid in private school, no matter where you're at. So I, I could see how that would be uh, an issue. Anyways, maybe considering moving out of California, but I don't know his, his ex-wife's there or something like that. I don't know. Bud badly needs the money because his ex-wife is planning to move to Florida with his wife due to her private school fees are too high to pay the tuition and also to fund braces 
for his daughter, which <laughs> add braces, private school, dude, you're going <laughs> to, you're going to go in debt to a loan shark having to fucking pay for all that shit. <laughs> At least you'll be smart and have beautiful teeth. <laughs> um, your ass gonna be broken paying a damn mortgage on it <laughs> on that shit. Um, Bud is forced to go back to the vampire hunting union. He had previously been kicked out of it because he of his risky and aggressive hunting style that uh, was that was uh, contravened many of the union's protocols. Which you know he's the guy that's willing to do the things that everyone else isn't willing to do, but that's also going to cost him his job. So with the help of his, of his friend, John Elliott, who is well-respected within the union, um, but, and John Elliott is uh, played by a cowboy, right? A, a cowboy esque Snoop dog, Snoop deal double G. So uh, Snoop Dogg's basically going to vouch for him to get back into the Academy or whatever. Bud gets another chance at, at union work under strict conditions. He is forced to only work the day shift, which does not pay as well. And he must be supervised by union rep Seth, who is uh, played by D uh, Dave Franco. And, um, and he is tasked to look after Bud. Jamie Foxx's character and report any, I'm talking any violations committed by Bud. And I'll tell you that almost happens never in this movie. I, <laughs> I don't think that Dave Franco does a single ounce of his job, except just announcing random world will world building aspects of the world. I don't think he reports any of the shit that Bud's doing. So, meanwhile, a female vampire, uh, Audrey, finds the vampires that Bud killed and mourns the death of uh, the older one. And Audrey is the basically the antagonist that's going to be following all of Bud's, everywhere Bud has been, um, and eventually meeting up with them at the very end and having his kids under, you know, having, sorry, having his, his ex-wife and his kid, like, hostage. So... In her search for Bud, she finds and tortures, interrogates and kills the punch. <laughs> it's, it feels like uh, that is uh, that goes for the par of every time Troy is on. What is fucking Troy's name? Uh, all right, I'm gonna find this fucking name. I forget. Don't you? F Hold on. Give me thirty seconds. I'm gonna hear his name and be like, oh yeah. Peter Stormare, yeah, I, I told you I was going to say that. So Peter Stormare, of course, just like in about 90% of the movies he's in, he is um, he's tortured, interrogated, and killed by the pawn shop owner. Or kill, uh, she, he is the pawn shop owner, but he's killed by uh, Audrey. And she reveals that humans used to uh, worship vampires as gods before humans turned on them. And uh, that she has plans to recreate the old God, quote unquote, worship hierarchy. Meanwhile, whatever that means, I don't even know if that's ever, if that's established. I, I don't remember. Meanwhile, Bud goes around killing vampires with Seth to earn money, earn the money he needs. Despite violating several protocols, Seth does not report Bud after learning of his uh, aim to support uh, 
his family with his earnings. And it feels like he could have probably got a lot of his earnings after the second uh, kill that he gets with these uh, Nazarin brothers or whatever the hell. Um, so after Bud finds and destroys an unusual nest of vampires that they normally, these vampires normally wouldn't hang out, but for some reason that uh, Dave Franco says they're hanging out and something's weird, man. You know, it's like, okay. In a world that's full of vampires. Um, Audrey connects, uh, sorry, Audrey contacts Bud and threatens his family, revealing that the old vampire was her daughter. Bum, bum, bum. Which was the lady that was doing some like crazy uh, uh, choreographed legs over the head. I think there's like contortionists shown in every single one of these fights and they, they, they show it really cool, but it's almost too, too much. It reminds me how uh, Jordan Peele liked to slow down music to to signal something bad was going to happen in a movie and nope. And so it feels like they're like, all right, we got to show them that these vampires are not only vampires, but they can contort the ass. <laughs> it's like, okay. Um, but I never feel like the vampires do anything that bad to the the main characters. Or we do, we're not exactly sure what they do except for turning them, which okay but contorting didn't really seem like it mattered that much but you know whatever um it was more like when they were attacking or being attacked and thrown against a wall and legs would fly over like a damn cartoon would fly over their head anyways um bud rushes to his ex ex ex-wife to save her while being pursued by vampires he fails to get there in time and his family is taken hostage i also gotta say i think one of the the german guys from dark is one of the vampire evil vampires too i wish he would have got a better role to do he's he's a great actor plays like mikhail or something in um dark so he fails fails to get there in time his family's taken hostage seth gets transformed into a vampire and like he's completely fine essentially he just uh i think he he attacks jamie fox once and then just kind of decides not to uh, Bud now has to rescue his family and stop Audrey's plans. Seth and Bud's neighbor, Seth and Bud's neighbor Heather, help Bud attack Audrey's stronghold where they are joined by John. And Bud's neighbor feels like an inconsequential character to this entire thing. Write her out, and it wouldn't have mattered. It's just kind of like she's there for no reason, in my opinion. It, like her, her character didn't. It's not like the the. The actress did a bad job or anything. I just felt like the character could have been taken out. Same movie. Um, midway through the fight, John gets bitten and it, it eventually sacrifices himself so that Bud can go save his family. And it's one of those unnecessary sacrifices. We just saw this in uh, The Gray Man, how unnecessary that sacrifice one of the characters wasn't there. You know, how there's this when our heroes are on a journey and they stop by someone random's house or if they stop by someone that's not, you know, that wants to help them along the way, they always have to sacrifice themselves this is what happens here and while snoop dogs going down runs out of bullets smokes his uh his uh his blunt and then he throws up we're sad for life or something like that <laughs> and blows up and i feel like he doesn't even blow up in the vicinity of any of the vampires so it almost didn't even have to happen but uh, again if you watch the end you find out he didn't actually sacrifice himself he's just like 
I guess, faked his death or something like that. But anyways, he's just a wish of life. Yo, and I was, <laughs> I was like, okay, we're just, uh, I guess, uh, <laughs> it was the most, <laughs> it just is the most uh, ridiculous thing. I don't, I don't know why I, I find it so funny. I guess being in North Carolina, it's like, it's like, what does that even mean? It's like we're not throwing up East Side or something like that. It's, it's not the first thing I would have ever thought about saying um <laughs> when going down like this it's not like the vampires are like uh east side or something the bloods what i think i don't know what the gangs are it isn't a snoop dog a crip or something like that and so he doesn't like the bloods is it's like is that what the vampires are the bloods in this scenario i don't know what's going on i have so many questions it's like i that's not what i would have said in there but i guarantee you snoop dog had other lines and they're like well what if i said west side for life that's kind of dope <laughs> it's like all right i'm whatever at this point i was it just kept going and going to the ridiculous state i was like getting i was just like can we just stop the ride can we just can we just stop this ride <laughs> so uh so he hit up the west side for life and basically fake suicides himself to a bunch of vampires that didn't even look like they were close to him. Um, Corey Coleman on Double Toasted pointed out in slow motion how all of the uh, explosions in this movie look absolutely god-awful, straight out of After Effects 2002, just terrible. Um, and this is a $100 million movie. Like This costs as much as Watchmen did in 2009. I, I, I always go back to Watchmen 2009 because of how impressed I was by uh by practical and cgi in that movie i'm, I'm and it was like a hundred million dollars that's what i always kind of wind my head back to but anyways i was like this is ridiculous west side for life whatever was going on uh but i ironically liked snoop dogg in this movie i think he was one of the stronger aspects about it so when i'm kind of giving this movie a little bit of grief and shit about it and how kind of stupid and ridiculous it can be at times snoop dogg was one of the more interesting parts about it because I like Jamie Foxx. I like him in uh, Django Unchained. Uh, I, I like him in Ray. I like him in a lot of the movies he's in. You know, there's ton, he's he's really good. This movie does not write him well, and his his comedy is not up to par. So Bud is no match for Audrey but manages to trick her during the fight and saves his family hits him with that same thing that he hits the elder lady or her daughter with um, the older vampire at the beginning of the movie hits him with that shing. It got like this uh, metal wire that these vampires just run super fast and just don't see the strings like slices off their head. <laughs> um, uh, I was predicting at the beginning of the movie that you know he keeps punching this dice and he does have a cool car I like his little like hatchback pickup truck thing going on whatever the hell it's not a hatchback it's a pickup truck um with pretty cool uh tires but when they're doing that chase scene with his daughter in the side he, he shoots out every single one of his tires to get through this tiny little tunnel because this other person behind them can't get through and i was like dude didn't you just say you don't have money and you're shooting these tires that easily cost 300 a pop and now you can't even use your freaking truck? I was 
I was like, all right, at this point, it, the money troubles don't even matter at this point. He's just making stupid decisions. Uh, there's like the rule of cool, you know, just shoot the tires and roll, you know, that I guess that works, whatever. Um, so anyways, he goes, he leans back on the first act uh, of using the wire. She goes through, head slices off. He removes the head, takes the teeth out. Once the teeth are out, you're done. Um, and, you know, day saved. Saves the family. Also, this little aztec looking like uh, realm that they have under this California warehouse is about as random as it gets, and it looks extremely cheap. <laughs> I was like, this fighting is so cool, but it would be a lot cooler if it didn't look like they were in like a Carowin, a, a, a Paramount theme park, you know? Carowinds is our, is our, uh, theme park near that it used to be owned by paramount and so that's why you know disney world or whatever the your go to bush gardens you go to six plus six flags it just like they were going to to like a ride the whole time and you know something about the look of it just looked cheap looked very cheap so later seth seth helps bud stay in the union by citing protocol to justify his actions uh, as the Jablonski family, uh, sorry, to, to justify his actions. He literally hits him with a, actually, code 34, but, you know, yelling at the, the, the angry police chief, ye- yelling at both of them, Jablonski, Franco, how can you do all this? You know, how are you going to do me like this and make a big mess of everything? And it's kind of like that uh, angry police chief, similar Joey Pants style from like, bad boys or something but not nearly as written as funny um and they just kind of go back and forth with this terrible banter of like you know do you know how much destruction you've caused and it's like actually franco's like actually boss you know rule 34 says you know section eight is uh we can fuck shit up and he's like well shit i, I don't know what to say about that but it feels like it takes like 10 minutes back and forth this banter i was like can we stop the ride <laughs> um so as the Jablonski family drives away, John John Snoop Dogg Elliot climbs out of the sewer manhole showing that he survived the fight. And that, my friends, is Day Shift 2022. I don't even know why we spent so much time on it, but we did. And then, and uh, I'm curious what everyone else thought about the movie. I, I know that uh, it did get some more positive reception. Some people were saying they they like the comedy. Sometimes that uh, you know it really worked for them. Uh, I want to go to Twitter to see what people are saying on there. Uh, Jablonski day shift. Oh, I bet that's going to be. I wonder if that's going to be hard to find or if everyone's talking about going to the job. Okay, let's see. Da, da, da. Da, da, da. Oh, Day Shift starring uh, Jamie Foxx, Dave Franco, Snoop Dogg has a truly cringy uh, Lost Boys homage moment at the ending said by Snoop Dogg. Uh, that was at Zach Bowers. I haven't seen Lost Boys ever. I've only seen clips of it, so I need to go back and kind of... Uh, Maybe see if I missed anything about these homages. A lot of vampire stuff I haven't watched, to be honest. 
um like isn't those Feratu, dracula vampire ish is that the same thing he's a vampire and um I haven't watched Nosferatu. I've seen like one Twilight. Uh, you know, I, I saw that one with Simon Pegg that the world's in. Was that a vampire or was that aliens? I, I'm pretty sure one of them's vampires. He's in. Um, yes, like another person here says, uh, Nikki G uh, at Gloop Mommy on Twitter. It says hashtag Dayship was fire. I hope they make a sequel. I, I think we'll probably get a sequel to this. Um, we were supposed to get a sequel to Bright, and then all of the uh, uh, Will Smith stuff happened, and I'm pretty sure they put that on indefinite hold. I'm not sure if he got that back yet. Let me see if anything else. Uh, at Molly Flanagan, another reminder to watch my dear, talented friend Netflix scary movie Day Shift. A little bit of her stuff here. Oh, it looks like this is one of the friends that was the uh, she must be friends with the lady that played the the older vampire at the beginning. She was truly impressive. Um, let's see. Some people talking day shift at their job. <laughs> uh, let's see. Day shift is the most fun I've had with a vampire movie in a long time. Does a lot to the world building and clearly sets up a sequel. That's at at Alex Crossfader. Uh, see, uh, there's a lot of people that are saying that they enjoyed this movie, which I I sometimes feel like I have blind spots, you know? Oh, it's, it's, all right, this guy, this guy is crazy. At HDTV Gaming underscore on Twitter says, Day Shift is a 9 out of 10. Are you crazy? I feared this movie uh, to be like another typical vampire slaying kind of movie, but the approach of the action and choreograph uh, choreography uh, that went into this movie is a must watch again with uh, Snoop Dogg ending the movie in LA the way he should. This dude really liked it. Let me see if anything else. Um, I just watched the movie Day Shift with Jamie Foxx. It was pretty good. See, people are really, really enjoying this. I'm seeing way more positive feedback on this than I am like negative right here. Bro, I saw. I saw this in day shift movie and I was like, damn, that was at victory Brown. I wonder if that's a good one. Uh, let me see. See, I, a lot of Twitter feedback is saying it's good uh, at X O B M R underscore uh, says her name's Brianna. Brianna says day shift on Netflix is good. Y'all watch it. I'm So maybe I'm in the minority of people that don't, that don't like it. Maybe the minority is a smaller minority. I thought more people were, uh, were like, this ain't that great, but unless my expectations were too high, which I did not have ex high expectations at all. Um, let me see. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to scroll through a little more. Yeah. Hashtag day shift was a 10, was a little 10 out of 10 day shift is delightfully ridiculous, which is to say highly enjoyable. Snoop is epic. Matt J. Roberts, uh, Day Shift, crazy as hell. Why is Dave Franco pissing his pants? Yeah, what the what the hell was Dave Franco pissing his pants all the time? Runs me of super bad. Now that came up like so many times. <laughs> that came up as a run on or a joke as well. Uh, it's like that's a weird joke to continue. Um, yeah, at Carl uh, Carla Souza, I believe, isn't she the? 
I think Carla Souza was the uh, antagonist on this, and she's pretty well renowned in Mexico, I heard, or at least in the Latin community. Damn, action horror comedy, fast paced Netflix, got it on spot. Hashtag day shift. Damn, people like this shit. I I I don't I don't want to be like a hater or anything like that. Like, damn, you like it all these movies, but I'm more surprised about it. Let me see if anything else. Uh, anybody wants to uh, film uh, to watch a good one called Day Shift on Netflix? Jamie Foxx Vampire Hand. It's actually good. At Shawnee ninety ninety five nineteen ninety five. Wow, uh, I see way more people saying that they like this movie on Twitter than I was expecting. Which uh, I'm glad. I'm glad people are enjoying it. Um, this. For me, I guess it's just not one of my um, fortes and what I'm liking. Yeah, highly recommend on there. Uh, let me see. They're saying they need more of these two brothers that are in there. I I, I like seeing them in there. Um, the one guy from Shameless and whatnot. Let me see if there's anything else. Snoop Dogg kicking ass and day shift. Uh, yeah, people are really enjoying this, and I'm glad. Like I said, I, I'm I like when people enjoy things. I. I I understand I might be in the minority on this one, but um, yeah, let me know what you thought about day shift. Let me know what you liked about it. Be specific. You know, don't just say I liked it. You know, I like hearing some specifics and details on that. So thank you for listening, watching Look It All podcast. Again, this is a six out of 10 day shift 2022 directed by JJ Perry. Thank you for watching. Check out look it podcast.com. Check out patreon.com slash look it all podcast for the entire podcast, entire library, get it early. Check the links in the description for everything you need to know for donations and um, thumbs up subscriptions uh, on YouTube, SoundCloud, on your favorite podcast provider. Thank you for listening, watching Lug Dog Podcast. Take it easy. I can't really think of a memorable line from this. So, California love. <laughs> All they are is murderers. It's not eclipse, new moon, breaking dawn point one. It ain't like that, all right? Why do you know the names to all the specific Twilight films? What? And what's your gripe with breaking dawn part two? It's the exciting conclusion of the whole Twilight saga. Welcome to the day shift, motherfucker. Works every time.